0: Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached by me, the Rev. Mike Angel, Rector of Holy Communion, at our blue Christmas service, the fourth Sunday of Advent, December twentieth, 2020. God with us. Emmanuel. Amen. God alone is wise. St. Paul tells us in our reading from Romans this morning, God alone is wise. I probably don't preach Paul enough. I know a few of us have suspicions about Paul, the letter writer. Some of those were well-founded. But on this point, I agree with Paul. Paul makes a a distinction about wisdom. In another place, Paul says that what the world sees as foolishness, that's what Christians proclaim as wisdom. God alone is wise. This is a blue Christmas service, and even the name sounds a little strange. It evokes Elvis for some of the older generations at church, and some of the younger folks have no idea why. We started the tradition of Blue Christmas four years ago here at Holy Communion, and some questioned the wisdom. Why would you have a depressing service before all the joy to the world? Why would you do that? St. Paul tells us, sometimes God's wisdom looks like foolishness to the world. The world peddles a great deal of supposed wisdom in the name of Christianity, For instance, did you know that the phrase, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime, that appears nowhere in the Bible. It's not in the sacred text. In the Bible, God makes food appear for folks. The Bible is less convinced of the merits of capitalism. In the Bible, God feeds the hungry. Jesus multiplies loaves and fishes. Likewise, nowhere in the Bible does someone go up to a grieving neighbor and say, don't worry, God has a plan. I wish I could ban God has a plan from church. As a preacher, it's not just the oversimplification. Uh, The words are theologically problematic. In what planned world of God would 300,000 plus people die of a preventable illness? I can't believe in a God that would have such plans. God did not plan all this suffering. God did not plan all this death. I believe in the God that shows up, the God who shows up for the suffering, the God who stands with patients struggling for hours for breath, the God who shows up with and through the nurses and doctors and frontline workers. I can believe in a God who shows up for the loved ones who aren't allowed in the hospital. As a preacher in the midst of a pandemic, the only plan I dare to call God's is to show up when life hurts. And so I believe in the God who shows up in today's gospel from Luke. Today we find a scared girl, Mary, in the wisdom of the world, a sinner. See, she's pregnant out of wedlock. And finding out the news, she's on the run. Escaping the judgment of the neighbors who know everyone's business, Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth. In a village called Ein Karim, just a few miles to the west of Jerusalem, up in the hill country of Judea, there's a statue. And this statue may be one of my favorite pieces of religious art. Ein Karim today, it's an artist colony. And the little town has beautiful shops and really great ice cream. Ein Karim is famous because supposedly this story of Mary visiting her cousin Elizabeth took place in the village, far away from her hometown of Nazareth. And the statue I love is all curves. The figures are elongated and feminine. Mary and Elizabeth meet together, their bellies almost touch. Now, Elizabeth is a bit heavier with child at this point in the story, a bit further along. Mary looks a little scared, but her cousin looks at her with joy, with delight. Now, there is loss and pain at the heart of this story of Mary's, Mary's visitation to Elizabeth. And it's a loss and a pain that we don't talk about enough. We don't talk about fertility very openly, The subject is private, taboo, and yet here is fertility right in the Bible. God is wise. And Mary today faces loss, faces grief. Mary is scared because her fertility has caught her unexpected. When the angel tells her she is pregnant, she asks a question many have asked. How is this possible? How is this possible? There's a lot in that question, I think. There's a sense of terror a sense of loss. There's a holiness to the question as well. God's angel is there with Mary as she asks, how is this possible? The angel doesn't solve the problem, doesn't take shortcuts, doesn't try to make it go away. See, Mary is grieving the future she thought she might have. There's a real possibility that this pregnancy might end her betrothal to Joseph. Mary is struggling to take in the news. How is this possible? Notice the angel doesn't say, don't worry, God has a plan. Instead, after some theological description, the angel says, Elizabeth. Thank God for Elizabeth. If Mary's fertility came as a sudden shock, Elizabeth's came after years of quiet grief. We talk about infertility and pregnancy loss so little especially given how common it is for folks to struggle to conceive. I've prayed with so many people who have come quietly to church as if for confession. I say again and again, infertility, miscarriage, these are not signs of God's plan. If you're struggling with the loss of a pregnancy or with the frustration of not becoming a parent, do not let the world tell you you are broken or inadequate. You're not God knows that's not true. God knows you are whole and beloved. I wonder whether all of the longing that Elizabeth went through, all the grief she felt as friends and neighbors gave birth to healthy babies, whether Elizabeth's unexpected news after having given up that she was going to finally have a kid. I wonder if all that emotional work prepared her to welcome her scared younger cousin. I wonder if all Elizabeth had carried, figuratively, meant that she was ready to help Mary carry the news. I still don't believe it was God's plan for Elizabeth to spend so many years struggling with infertility. And the language of God's plan, I think it's a false theological and emotional shortcut. God's plan, used that way, is a dodge. It's a way of avoiding grief and loss and our own fear. And friends, there's no way of avoiding grief and loss. Grief and loss are always part of life. We don't live past grief. We may learn with grace over time to live with grief. Yes, there may be a moment years and years later when the lessons learned in loss can bring healing, peace, and grace to others. But you don't get to jump from point A to point Z. All of the steps on the journey take work. And so I wish I could banish that phrase, God has a plan, because there are no shortcuts. I wish Christians would say instead, God is with you. That is the whole message of Christmas. God is with us. God is with us in the midst of this terrible year. God is with us in the midst of loss. And the work of Christians is to follow Christ and to show up to show up for those who are suffering, to show up and say, I've been there if we have, or to be honest and say, I can't imagine if we haven't, but to show up safely with phone calls and cookies on doorsteps and Zooms, but to show up with all our vulnerability, with all our sense of inadequacy. Christmas is about showing up and having done our work, having borne our grief to show up to tell folks you are not alone. These past four years with Blue Christmas and with Gene Dobbs Bradford and his friends, we've welcomed folks to worship, to pray, and it's happened in a way that makes room for grief, to make room for suffering. Before our first Blue Christmas, back in 2017, Gene told a reporter this, even when you have faith, It doesn't mean that you're not going to experience the difficulties in life. That's some wisdom. It's hard wisdom. It doesn't sell well, but it's true. Faith isn't about finding shortcuts, faith is a way to survive the long road. Only God is wise. Whatever sorrow you are carrying, whatever grief, no. This church isn't a church of shortcuts. The message of Christmas is that God chose to show up in some of the most difficult circumstances imaginable. Seems foolish to the world, but there's God's wisdom. God chooses to walk with us when life hurts. That is the only plan. Amen.